Hey guys, how you living? You doing well? Good. I don't have a lot of time here in this first little block that I pulled off, so I'm going to try to make this quick. And I already wasted time. I'm still doing it. Fuck. Okay. Um, I realized I didn't do the three things you should watch or you should listen to, so I'm going to tell you, you should listen to the Beastie Boys, License to Ill, the Beatles, White Album, and Talking Heads, 77, because those are the three albums that I see to my right. Also, you should watch Parks and Recreation, Inglorious Bastards, and Jurassic World, because those are the three first things that came to my mind, and I'm pretty sure they're all good. Jurassic World, I just watched the other day. So, yeah, congratulations on that. In this episode, I rambled. Blair was supposed to be here, but was not. I'm not sure if I said that. I'm delirious. It's 3.38 in the morning. (sighs) Anyway, here's this episode of me just rambling about nothing and then sports at the end but just Braves and LeBron so there's that anyway without further ado Merle's on the stuff episode 23 enjoy folks all right I'm hot on both of these things now okay so um let's see here I'm moving this around a little bit all right so, um, I also got this other little nifty little microphone that clips on the edge of my phone here. And, um, yeah, that's that. So, uh, hopefully you can hear me a little bit better on the YouTube videos. So it's super late. Sorry to be coming at you this late. Uh, sister Blair was supposed to be here. Um, but she had something come up and was not able to make it. So, uh, I'm doing my obligatory, like I said, I usually release on Sundays and Wednesdays, but I could probably stop saying that now. <laughs> and I'm, I'm to the point of delirium, by the way. I don't know uh, how or why I'm still awake. Uh, I've been tired since I woke up today. Goodness. Anyway. Um, so, um, yeah, uh, all of this, Blair was supposed to be here. Um, I rewrote a couple little bullet points, and only I wanted to release just a, a, an, a my obligatory episode. And I say obligatory, like it's, it's I just something that I have to do. I have to stay in it. I want to, you know, do this thing the right way. So <laughs> I'm going to stop giving explanations on why I'm talking. You get it. Um, this is going to be a half and half episode, and by half and half, I mean probably like the last five minutes, maybe about sports. But uh, other than that, I was going to release last night, pushed off until today for the Blair thing, and here we are. Um, so hopefully we can get her here soon. One of the things I wanted to talk about with Blair, but I could talk about just because it was a thought I had earlier uh, when I was waiting. Um, Sequels are tremendously underrated. (laughs) I know this is a crazy thought, but think about this. I'm a fan of stories and I want to hear, I want to know, like, I want to know how, how shit ends. You know, I want to know what happens. And if there is a sequel, then there's more to the story that you didn't have already. I mean, and most people are like, and, and if you count, Things like Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings and Star Wars and 
uh, things of that nature, then then the I, th- I feel like each new one that comes out makes the ones before it even that much better. There's a couple of hardcore fans of of those things that don't believe that, but I'm a stories guy and I just like stories. So I feel like it, it helps out a lot more to, uh, I mean, for me to have more of the story, but that's that. I'm not giving you any more time on that. I feel, felt like that would be a good thing to, to banter with, but when you're by yourself talking about sequels, it's just not that cool. So anywho, um, the stories. The stories in all of these things are what's com- what's important, and I talk about it all the time that I love the stories, obviously, and I feel like that may be one of my, my qualms with music these days, which I've said a bunch, but there's no there's no actual stories. There's nobody telling a story, and of course, you, you can tell me a story about sitting on the bed of your truck uh, doing God knows what in your dip cup with your, with your girlfriend or whatever have you. This thing's a little crooked. Oh, I think I just messed it up worse. I'll be all right. Um, but, uh, I'll screw with the video there for those of you who cannot see what I'm doing. Um, yeah, so I just don't see you. You can talk about all these things and you don't mean it. And I can tell that you don't mean it because you're just using like tags. Like when I, when I publish this podcast and I go into Podomatic to publish my episode, I go in and I type in the tags of the things that people like search hits, search, uh, pings basically. And that's all these songs are these days. It's just a bunch of tags. Like people, people saying things that are popular in country culture or in rap culture or whatever have you culture, like uh, diamonds in the flesh. I just kind of like that song. Um, <laughs> I've reached the point of delirium. I've been crazy all night. So we had a good gig at Bubba's. Um, so uh, our. Very good friend, brother Gary Flowers, who plays harmonica beautifully, joined us this evening. And any time he gets to jam with us, it's a treat. And uh, his daughter as well, Sam, beautiful voice, got up and sang a couple of, a couple with us. Uh, but there was this other guy who came up and was like, you guys play the Summer Wind? <laughs> and I was like, what? He's like, you know, Summer Wind, Sinatra. And I'm like, uh, oh, yeah, I know a lot of Sinatra. Like, I could finish this entire gig out with just Sinatra. And he's like, well, what, what, which, do you know Summer Wind then? And I'm like, no, I got, I, I don't know Summer Wind. And he's like, so what do you know? And I'm like, what are we going to be fucking interrogated right now? Like, what, what do I owe this guy? And I was like, I mean, I could do a lot of Sinatra. And then Smitty started, uh, like, well, let's do the, uh, 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 and he, I knew exactly which one he was saying, so I, I'd already started to play it. And the guy was like, well, I don't know another one that I can sing. And I was like, you weren't, bro, I'm sorry to inform you, you weren't going to sing anyway. That's my job. <laughs> Me and these guys up here, anybody who I invite up here, that's our job. And then the guy just kind of like walked away, and we did Very Good Year, which I love. And, uh, man... Sinatra is very Bill Cosby for me 
because he like had this all this weird shit where like Sinatra like beat his wife badly and there's just all this I know this is crazy. This is where my brain's at. All this weirdness, but like Sinatra his voice and his music and his songs are so wholesome. And then he was the kind of dude that would do something like that. And it's like, man, is, is nothing safe? Are we not safe anymore? Is nothing safe? I'm, if you can, you guys are listening to me, you, you can't tell, but I close my eyes a lot when I'm talking and I'm just so tired right now. It's mostly eyes closed talking. So, uh, this is all off of the dome. I do as I've let slip in the past and I don't care that I've got bullet points that I kind of follow when I'm doing this thing. And I try to sort of stick to that so that I don't veer off too much. But every now and again, I just kind of like to go off on a tangent and do what I feel like I think I do best. And that is just mindlessly, uh, speak. And sometimes some sense comes out of it. You catch all that folks. You still with me? All right. So, uh, and nobody tells stories anymore. There's a few storytellers in the folk industry. And by the folk industry, I have to loop in the Americana and some of this hipster rock. And a lot of people, a lot of people hate on the hipster music, like the Lumineers and, uh, like, uh, the Night Sweats and, uh, I'm, I'm drawing blanks on a few like head and heart. Uh, a lot of people hate on stuff like that because they say it's depressing and sad, like uh Decemberists. I know that's throwback. That's old school, but a lot of people hate on this stuff. And I find, I don't, I don't know. It, it's if anything becomes too cliche or too cool to like, I don't know why I feel like a music snob to the point where I'm like, eh, it's all right. If too many people start to like it, it sort of loses its luster. I kind of like being amongst a small group. And, uh, I think I said that in the Avett brothers episode and had this big revelation, but I kind of like being counted amongst a small group of people and like a more exclusive group. And I feel like if a lot of people like the same thing that I like, then it's probably not that special anymore. And I don't know why that is or why that even bothers me, but it does. Um, but I don't really have a whole lot against good songwriting. Like even if it's, I'll even say, and I don't think I've said a whole lot against Taylor Swift ever. And I might may have even actually supported her a lot because I feel like she's one of the better songwriters in music right now. And that you can, you can quote me on that for sure. And it took Ryan Adams for me to realize that. And sure, he probably switched a word here or there and kind of uh, put his take on her songs. But they're her stories, and she's, I don't know, I thought they were good. The old Ryan Adams did the 1989 album, for uh, those of you who didn't know what I was just talking about. The 1989 album, Taylor Swift, with uh, like Shake It Off and Bad Blood and uh, Blank Space. All those songs. Ryan Adams did that whole album from cover to cover, and it is fucking phenomenal. Um, we actually did that tonight. Todd, fucking Todd. All right, let me let me let me get this straight. Let me, let me not get this straight. Let me get this out there. Todd is uh, Todd loves to request Taylor Swift, but only so will talk about him requesting Taylor Swift. I'm sure of it. 
And I, I, you may, I don't know, you may be able to get, get something. I don't know. You may be able to get something else out of that from him. But from what I can tell, he just likes for me to say, oh, well, I will play Taylor Swift for Todd. So everybody look at Todd for a second. But sorry. I'm sorry. Love you, Todd. Sorry. Uh. <laughs> oh, man. For those of you who know Todd, this is so funny. Um, anyway, yeah. All right. So I got a little bit of a qualm with some rap. But not a lot of rap. Now, this is all coming from a storytelling point of view. When we're talking something like one one of my top fives, Outcast, Equimini, or a Wu-Tang, anything, or even a couple of Eminem's first couple of albums, Dre, uh, any old Snoop Dogg, any stuff like that, all these people tell fucking stories. Um... You got all bunch of shit that's coming out right now where they're doing the same thing. And, and this is almost like the, 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 the time when I said that the, the, uh, uh, far right and the far left are practically the same. I think the, the extreme mainstream, the extreme mainstream, did you catch all that? The extreme mainstream of each genre of music is basically the same, in which they string together a couple of taglines and things that they know that people will will like groove to and dig for just a couple of fucking months, at least enough until something else comes out that's hotter than that, and they move on to that. And there's nothing that's going to last. So I guess that's sort of what everybody's doing now, isn't it? Even in products. Like, I guess they don't want to make a product that'll last. They'd rather make a product that you have to come and uh, buy more every couple of years. Huh. It's all just a ploy. Everything's not a conspiracy. But some things are. <laughs> that That's my profound thought. Everything's not a conspiracy, but some things are. If that's my profound thought for this episode, we're in... T-R-O-U-B-L-E. Shout out, Travis Tritt. Um, so there is not a lot of storytelling in a lot of this bullshit. And there is a lot of storytelling in a lot of what people say. I posted this thing not long ago on the interwebs about... The worst kind of people are the kind of people who over-exaggerate or lie to benefit themselves. And I say this all the time. It's a very big subject between in the the truck rides on the way to and from gigs. It's something that I say all the time that I just can't stand about about people. But... It, I was talking to Gary, Gary, the harmonica player. Now, okay, a little, little background on this, and I'm going off on a tangent here, and I'm sorry. But uh, a little background on this. I posted this thing on Facebook a while back about uh, if your name isn't Gary Flowers or Doc Simons, you have you, you are not welcome on this stage. If your name is not Gary Flowers or not Doc Simon, then you are not welcome on a stage that I'm on. Those two people are welcome. 
if your name isn't those two names, then you're not welcome. And I was telling Gary, I was like, man, I don't mind at all. Like if somebody's like, this dude comes up and says, Hey man, I got a harmonica. I can play real good. And I'm like, you know what I mean? I'm sure you can. I really am. I'm, I'm sure you can play well, but I'm not like, that's not what this is. Like, I'm sorry, but I'm not, this isn't for, you know, this isn't for you. Like we're here to play and, uh, I appreciate you digging it and enjoying it and wanting to be a part of it, but there's, there's just no, we we don't do that, you know? And then the, the every now and again, the guy who just brings the harmonica and stands at the side of the stage and starts just playing. And I'm pretty sure that this was, uh, and forgive me if there's anybody who knows this person and if he's a regular at doing this, but I'm pretty sure this was a gig at uh, Ian's Waterway Grill or shit, R.I.P. Ian. Uh, damn, that threw me off, man. This place used to be called Captain Archie's. Archie's, and I, I'm, this dude was, uh, he just came and just stood next to us and started playing the fucking harmonica. Wow. It threw me off. Brother Ian uh, was a manager at Filets, and uh, he ended up. Uh, leaving fillets and going and purchasing this the old Captain Poos in in Little River, North Myrtle Beach, and it was called Ian's Waterway Grill. And he tragically passed away. Like I don't know, just it it days just kind of bleed together. So it could have been a year or two, but it's been Cat Marches for a while. Now that was a weird thought of mine. Uh, anywho, um. Out of all the people who are not doing any any storytelling, I talk about this name a lot. And Jason Isbell is a person that you need to familiarize yourself with if you haven't already. Um, he's got, speaking his words are like poetry. It's not the long flowing dress that you're in or the light coming off of your skin, the fragile heart that you've protected for so long or your mercy in or the mercy in your sense of right and wrong. It's not your hands searching slow in the dark or fingernails tracing love's watermark. It's not the way that you talk me off the roof. Your questions like directions to the truth. It's knowing that this can't go on forever. Likely one of us will have to spend some days alone. Maybe we'll get 40 years together, but one day I'll be gone. One day you'll be gone. Jesus, he's so good. If we were vampires and death was a joke, we'd go out on the sidewalk and smoke and laugh at all the lovers and their plans, and I wouldn't feel the need to hold your hand. Maybe time running out is a gift, but I'll work hard till the end of my shift. And give you every second I can find and hope that it's not me who's left behind. Ah, I work hard to the end of my shift. Do you hear this? Jesus. That's a damn, uh, that's a songwriter. But, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm glad that there's a couple people that are telling stories that, that I can listen to. Um, all right, so uh, speaking of Isbell, he's playing after the Braves game on Memorial Day, and uh, me and Smitty and JP, brother JP, is going to meet us there. 
we got an extra ticket, but I'm thinking all three of us are pretty big boys. We might better leave a seat between the three of us. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, I, I, all right. So I've, I've spoken a little bit on, uh, uh, on normal topics. I'm going to move on to sports. So if you're not interested in sports at all, you can, uh, this is, this is your dismissal. Consider this the first bill. Um, <laughs> I was just, I, I got ESPN on over here and I, I'd usually turn it off, but I for, forgot because it was muted and I didn't really notice. But, uh, Tyron Lou, the coach for the Cavaliers <laughs> was being interviewed. And I said the other day on Facebook and it's so funny. Doesn't he look like he just didn't hear what you just said? Like the whole time that he, he's, he's always like, what? <laughs> I can't hear you. I don't know. All right, so I'm getting I'm getting way too off 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 uh, off pace here. So the Atlanta Braves, ladies and gentlemen, the Atlanta Braves. After I did the last uh, episode twenty one, I think episode twenty one, um, when I talked about, do you have a minute to talk about the Atlanta Braves? So I said that I hope to God that I don't jinx us and. Y'all, we lost three games in a row after I said that. We lost one, and I was like, all right, man, you know, we, we, we lose one. You know, you can't win them all. We lose two, and I'm like, all right, you know what, man, We this is like, what, the third series we've lost this year? I'll be all right with that. I'm fine. But we lost three. We got swept by the motherfucking Giants. Man, I was like, did I seriously just jinx us? But then we turned right around and we uh, ended up, I think we beat the Rays twice. And we beat the Marlins pretty bad tonight. Uh, So, yeah, we lost three in a row. We won three in a row as well. So we kind of made up for that. We haven't haven't jinxed ourselves, I don't think. We're still in first place. If I'm not mistaken, it's only by about a half a game. We may be tied for first. I haven't looked today yet. Um but yeah, still still holding up pretty still holding up pretty good. Um Yeah, so thankfully that we I didn't almost jinx us. Our bullpen is starting to get a lot stronger. And our starters are not looking too awful. And it seems like we're a real baseball team. And that kind of freaks me out a little bit because for to be an Alabama fan half of the year, man, you know, I get accustomed to winning. But I'm not sure how to act with this happening in baseball season, too, because... Yeah, we're the Braves, and who knows? I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm sorry, I'm not being more uh, connected to the camera here. I'm closing my eyes and talking a lot, but uh, sorry for that. Um, so I don't have anything else to say about any other sport except this. In 2010 and 2011, Alabama went 10 and three. LeBron lost in the finals. 2011 to 2012, Alabama won the title. LeBron James won the title. 2012, 2013, 
Bama won the title. LeBron won the title. 2013-2014, Bama went 11-2. LeBron lost in the finals. 2014-2015, to Bama lost in the playoffs to the Buckeyes of LeBron James, uh, fucking state, Ohio. LeBron lost in the finals. 2015 to 2016, Alabama won the title. LeBron won the title. 2016 to 2017, Bama lost the title rematch. LeBron lost the title rematch. 2017 and 2018, our Alabama Crimson Tide won the national championship this past year. LeBron James is still in the air. Only reason that I mention that and those weird numbers is because LeBron James is keeping this beautiful stat alive. You notice this is episode number 23. There are two men in the world who that number is going to be famous for. You can say whatever you want about other, other players who wore that number or in any other sport, but the two that are going to always be talked about are LeBron James and Michael Jordan. I had to do it. So every everything in, in this theory that I have, that it's only a matter of time in any conversation before LeBron James is compared to Michael Jordan. Here's what I'll say. LeBron James is playing in a league full of people who grew up watching Michael Jordan play basketball. Michael Jordan is truly the greatest of all time. Then, then you've got a league full of people who grew up watching him. Does that not make it a better league? And not only that, I was just one video of this dad who kind of lost his mind talking about the whole LeBron James thing. And he made a lot of really good fucking points about how... Jordan basically won against nobodies in the finals and LeBron literally had teams that are bringing in like stud players from all across the fucking country to beat him and unsuccessfully actually I mean they did did beat him but they had to bring in fucking KD to do it and I don't know I don't and I didn't get to watch it when I was a kid when Jordan was doing this thing and I didn't care enough to pay attention so I didn't see it and I didn't know but I see this and I realize that man they're struggling to fucking beat this guy like he's I, I don't know that they that other teams did that with Jordan but I don't know he's also lost out four times in the first round hasn't he MJ that is so anyway, this is a super short episode. I got nothing, nothing more to add. Uh, LeBron's keeping that stat alive. If he wins this national title, then since 2010, uh, yeah, since 2010, they have gone hand in hand with championships. Alabama and LeBron James. Does that make me a Cavs fan? All right, anyway, I'm getting the F out of here, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening. Not my YouTube just shut down somehow. App just closed. It's really random. 
hope it saved. At least I got to the end. All right, well, either way, enjoy your day, folks. Roll Tide.